Joe here with uh, what is going to be, I believe, uh, episode 110 of the podcast. And uh, this is another weird one in so far as I think for the second time ever, I have a uh, an in-studio guest on the line. And, you know, I'm not being my usual uh, reclusive solo podcaster self. So uh, I've got my good buddy, Brian, the space game junkie here with me today. Say hello, Brian. Hello, Brian. <laughs> I, think that's sorry, what I, sorry. I think that's what I do when I'm on your show. <laughs> Right. Uh, hello, everyone. Uh, it's it's great to be here, Joe. As you know, I'm a big fan, and uh, you've been on my show several times, so it's really a, an honor to return the favor. Yes, I thought exactly that. I would I would return the favor and have you on on my show to talk about uh, to talk about uh, Wing Commander and more specifically Wing Commander Two. And and the main reason for that mm. is uh, you know in in the vein of what brian does uh very much more prolifically than i do uh i did a recently completed a a playthrough of wing commander 2 and i was uh chatting with some people on 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 the umb discord which you guys should go and join because hey it's a thing and uh it's it's pretty great you should go there it's really great it's fun yours is way more active than mine but uh you know we have a good time yeah absolutely (laughs) but uh yeah and you know the suggestion there was you know, because you're doing this thing on YouTube and people like the podcast. So, you know, why don't you, when you're done playing Wing Commander 2, have sort of a a little roundup where, where you just casually talk about it? And, I, and the first person that came to mind to talk about, you know, Wing Commander 2 with was obviously the Space Game Junkie. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. It's good to be thought of in those. It's good to be thought of in those instances. <laughs> well, you are, you are, you know, as I said, you're prolific in the in the Space Game world. And, and you know, it's between new games and old games and, and all of that you know you you've basically covered the gamut and i know you are or at least you were <laughs> a big wing commander fan <laughs> no I, I still am i still am but uh and we'll get into this but my my uh the the nostalgia cloud has dissipated a bit <laughs> a little bit yeah and, and bit, i can yeah. agree with you to, to some extent but let's let's start from the start and i know we want to talk about wing commander 2 but maybe let's just talk about wing commander as as a series and maybe how you how you first heard about it back in the day how you got your hands on it and what you thought of it you know maybe wing commander one or whichever the first game that you played whichever one that was what you oh, thought well, about that. i played them all i played all of them in order as they were released uh the first time i had heard about it i was paging through i don't remember which gaming magazine it was maybe pc gamer maybe cgw it was Back in the early 90s, my friends, there were these things known as gaming magazines. They were actually printed on paper. And they came out every so often, every month or two. And that's how you were, that's how you got aware of, um, this is even pre-E3, I think. This is how you, and E3 is happening right now. It is, actually. Uh, true. Uh, this is pre-E3. So that's, how, gaming magazines were how you knew about what was coming and what was worth buying. And there was this big, I don't know if it was a one-page or a two-page ad, but most of the one page was just the view of the cockpit with your hand on the with your hand on the stick. It's like coming soon, Wing Commander. I was like, 
is this like Last Starfighter, the game? Because <laughs> if it is, I have to have it. Absolutely. That's the first thing I thought of was Last Starfighter. One of my favorite movies. It is a great movie. So, oh my God. I tried showing it to my wife. She didn't get it. But I'm like, you weren't a, you weren't a 11 year old boy in there 1984 or whatever. So, or six, uh, four, six. I can't remember. I can't remember. Yeah, you, you, you were, you weren't a preteen boy did you the video games when this came out. So, of course, it's not hitting you square in the face like it hit me. Um, so as soon as the first game came out, I uh, rushed to get it, and it didn't really play well the the computer i had at the time was a tandy 1000 ex okay with with two five and a quarter floppies and uh it did not run great on that but then a year later i got an ibm 25 uh 380 no ps2 it was a no ps2 it was an ibm ps2 with an 8088 processor i believe it was and so it was definitely faster than the tandy and so I, I copied all the discs from the their five and a quarters to the three and a half because <laughs> that's what the IBM had. And I right. played it it's on like, that. This doesn't fit like, in that. How does this, how is this going to happen? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, but I was able to copy them. And so I played it on that thing. It was like, oh my God, this is amazing. And so of course you get this, you get the, um, how many expansions did the first game have? Was it one or two? I know the second game had two. Yeah, the two. It was uh, Secret Missions so 1. Yeah, Se- what, what was Secret Missions 1 about? I can't remember. Oh, that was... Uh, I, th- that one feeds into, into Wing Commander 2. It was the, the Niven colony with that super gun. Right. Right. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. And then two was the one with um, the bird people. Yes, which was also in that first novel. Yes, so then the first the, the the novel was the first novel Freedom Flight was a was a novelization of Secret Missions 2 basically. Ah, oh, that makes a lot of sense. That's why I'm reading I'm like this seems familiar. <laughs> it's um, like I've read so this. Of Of course I played all that and then as soon as Wing Commander 2 came out, uh I bought that and it blew me the f away like those cinematics. Oh yeah. At the time, those they weren't fully 3D rendered, but they made it look like they were 3D rendered, like ships flying in these 3D, in these like, just so colorful and so vibrant and like just. Did you play it when it first came out in '91? I so yes, I th- I'm I'm trying to rem- so I'm I'm remembering now. I think I've told this story before, and maybe if you go back all the way to like episode two when I covered Wing Commander, because obviously it's one of my favorite games, so I covered it like right away. Right, and uh, right. I had heard about. I hadn't heard about Wing Commander, so I read, I want to say CGW back in the day. And actually, on, on a sidebar, I think I mentioned it in either the last show or the show before that I came. Have you have you been to CGWmuseum.com or .org or whatever? No, what? So no, what? 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 CGW Museum has high quality scans of like every computer gaming world issue. And I'm on a tear right now where I'm reading like all the 1990 CGWs on my iPad. Oh, my God. God, <gasps> there's Mega Force oh, Fortress. There's Mega Fortress. <gasps> yeah, it's insane. It's oh insane. God. So I think I'm, I'm oh reading reviews God. of like Heroes Quest One and like. Oh. <laughs> and, oh, and I'm, I you just killed my productivity for the next month. Oh, this sir. is it's my before bed reading now. It's it's ridiculous. I love it. I just choose a random issue and I'm like, and there's like Amiga stuff in there, like Apple II stuff. It's not just uh, it's not Holy just PC crap. games. Yeah, it's amazing. <laughs> I came across it when I was doing, when I was poking around for whatever the last episode I did 
was there what was it no not the that adventure game anyways whatever i was reading reviews in there and it's interesting to read reviews sort of in in the context of the time because now you sort of like read all like stuff that we do like these you know looking back and thinking about it but when you read the reviews from the time and they're like talking about the graphics and this and that and they're like these are top end and amazing and i've never seen graphics like this and you're like oh you know what like trying to place that in the proper time is like, yeah, that that's true. It yeah. was super groundbreaking yeah. and now it looks like crap, but, but, uh, yeah. So I, I actually didn't hear about wing commander in, in any, uh, media. It was a friend of mine who had, so at the time I had a, a, a 286 and, uh, my, my, one of my friends, his dad got one of these crazy multimedia PC 386s that had the CD-ROM drive. I think you even mentioned this in one in one of your episodes in your recent videos. I think when your first Wing Commander three video, he had the the cartridge loading CD-ROM drive. Yeah, the the folks back in the day, if you aren't aware, early CD-ROM drives they weren't like the type you front load like today with a DVD player or Blu-ray player. You just load the disc in. They had these square there these square cartridges these trays that you would put the disc into and then that's what you would slide into the drives craziest. And if you lost that thing, you were so screwed. You were so screwed. Cause you could not just go out and buy a replacement for that. Or maybe you could, but it would probably cost the same as like an entirely new drive. Oh my God. And CD round drives were like 300 bucks or something like back then. Oh yeah. You needed, you needed special hardware just to hook them up. You yeah, couldn't you just hook them up to anything. Yeah. You needed like a, you know, probably a, an ISA card or something or an early, PCI maybe I can't remember yeah I think I said a PCI you know you need an expansion card basically to control the uh the CD-ROM and all this so yeah that was that was pretty intense I mean this game was on disc so yeah he had this crazy 386 and he had Wing Commander uh in in the blue box which was uh the the version that came with Secret Missions 1 and 2 so it was I think the game was three discs three uh three three and a half high density and then Secret Missions 1 I can't remember if Secret missions? No, it was it was five discs. So each secret missions was on its own disc, and I played it at his house, and I was like, again, like like you, like even from Wing Commander one, like totally blown away, and like I had never seen graphics, a game with graphics like that. I had never, I I what I've said in the pat in past episodes, so you guys listening folks will remember is. The thing I always said about Wing Commander and I will always say about Wing Commander is it made me realize it, it made me say I, I didn't think a computer could look like this, like a game on a computer could look that way. No, no games had mm-hmm. up until that point. No games had so many games were just these simple four or 16 color, you know, bleep, bloop, bleep, bloop. You know, like if you play just about there were like even like something like Elite, which was a space sim that came out years before. Uh, Wing Commander was so much simpler. It was just like po- you know polygons and and flat yeah, colors just and flat, just a few colors, not even a lot of colors. And so you have this thing where if your computer has enough memory, you could see the hand move while you're moving your stick. So this is the thing, oh and you know, I'm going, I'm going to to admit to some some bad stuff, but you know, I I I borrowed the game from him, so I did not buy Wing Commander one originally. And I installed it on my 286. And at first, I installed it with the understanding because at the time I didn't really understand like system requirements and, and whatever. I just said, I want to play this game. And I know, you know, Danny has a much better computer than me. 
but I'm going to try it anyways. And I installed it and it ran, but much, much like you, you know, it, it, it ran, it ran on a 286 fine, but I didn't have, you know, I didn't have extended memory. So I didn't get the little, the little hand and, you know, things took a while, but yeah, it was, it blew me away. I, I immediately got very, you know, involved in, in the universe. And, and, you know, I read, I had claw marks like on my shelf and I, I read that like as a book, like, Oh, this is so cool. Then, you know, cause it was like in universe documentation and it was very immersive. Right. Yeah. It, it was it, like, Oh, I, that's one thing I miss about games from that era is all the flotsam and jetsam they came with the feelies, if you will. Yeah. Like just, yeah. Yeah. The feelies. Oh my God. So much, so much like, some games came with little pouches of fake gems, you know, or whatever, like these little news, fake newspapers, you know, just ah, so much flavor because the games didn't have a lot of graphics. So they had to flesh this crap out. Somehow. Yeah, exactly. I mean, especially <laughs> that was like the uh, the Infocom games were sort of famous for that stuff because hey, those are text adventures, right? <laughs> like there's exactly. literally, yeah, there's yeah. no graphics at all. So, yeah. So, you know, I really love that. And I had the those beautiful blueprints that the game came with. And I had those up on my wall, like in my bedroom as posters, because they, they were so cool. Oh, man. Right. Yeah. So that's sort of how I, I came to to Wing Commander 1. And I guess Wing Commander 2, again, I don't think... I'm trying to remember when I started reading uh, you know, gaming magazines, because I don't remember ever reading about these things. The first game, and I think I mentioned this when I was on your podcast way back in the day, the first game I ever remember reading about and being excited for was X-Wing. And I saw an ad for X-Wing. And that was the first time I ever remember reading about a game in a magazine or seeing an ad and then being excited about a game. And that was like 93. So that was like after yeah, this for sure. That's 93. Yeah. So yeah, I think I was reading more like game pro and stuff. Like I was reading more like console magazines at the time. Oh yes, 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 of course. So yeah, I was reading about like Nintendo games and, you know, stuff like that and not so much about PC games. And then I sort of I, I played PC games, but I didn't read magazines about them. And maybe that was because I had decided I wanted to read GamePro and my parents would only let me, you know, have one <laughs> stupid gaming magazine that was probably too expensive. So I saw Wing Commander 2 at a computer store. So I didn't know it was coming out and we had this you know, the, the old school computer stores where, you know, you'd go and uh, there was a guy who worked there named Han- Hanna and Hanna. That was his name. He had his first name and his last name were the same, which I thought was Wow, hilarious. you remember that. Just because oh he had a God. weird name, and at, at least to me at the time. It's it's probably a very normal name right now, you know. But uh, yeah, and we would go there and we'd, you know, see him about things and I saw the you know the the wall of computer games and I saw this this red box you know red and black box and it's a wing commander 2 vengeance of the killer athlete I'm like there's a wing commander 2 oh my god and I went to my parents I have to buy this game I have to get it I have to get it and eventually like a couple of weeks later I think I convinced them and uh I bought <laughs> wing commander 2 and and yeah same as you like crap it was like it was like wing commander 1 in, in a lot of ways, it looked a lot like Wing Commander 1. It played, you know, from a controls perspective, a lot like Wing Commander 1. But it was like, it was better, I I, I think. And, you know, so, so what, what do you think in comparison to the first it, game? Well, story-wise, it was definitely more fleshed out. Mm-hmm. Um, I read that it didn't have the branching that the first game did. And I think it kind of suffers a little bit for that. But that's kind of fair because that's a lot of work 
to make a branching campaign where yeah and and to be fair it does branch a little bit there's i think two a little bit there's two or three like losing track and and you can get and there's a losing track ending which is not really a you don't lose because like wing commander one if you got into hell's kitchen into the lose like the full ultimate losing track like you there's you couldn't win you just like everything went to hell it was impossible Whereas in Wing Commander 2, I believe, and I didn't get, I didn't do, you know, the losing, the losing ending in my playthrough, but it's basically just, it's not a losing ending as much as it's a slightly less winning ending. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Like instead of ending up at the Kilrathi base, you're back defending your original base that you start at, but you still like, you know, but, but you still blow up, you know, you still quote unquote blow up. Thrakath and all that just in your territory not right. in their territory oh i see so it's less of a meaningful ending right it's more like well you've been beaten back to to you know whatever the that first the guned system or whatever where you start at that station whose name no one can pronounce Karnar- you still Reverend. won good job but eh. no, you did okay <laughs> but you know and you still won but you didn't really win well. could have done better <laughs> done be- anyway yeah, so but you're right. Um, but there's definitely there's there's less there's less sort of uh, flexibility to the game. So yeah, there's a lot there, right, there's much but, less branching. Your and your wingmen actually can't die until they are you know ordained <laughs> to die. They just eject. Which, which I thought was like I didn't remember that about the first game that your wingmen could just die. Right. You know, but I lost Angel at one point. It was like, oh no. That's yeah, I think it was something dumb, uh, right? Like she she smashed into the tiger's claw. Like she smashed times. into the carrier. I think I I'm pretty sure that's what happened. I didn't see it, but like one thing, one moment she's there, the next thing, like I see some message, like oh no. It's like what happened? She's like I'm um, flying on his wing, and he's going too close to the carrier. But I really need to stay on his wing. It's like calm down. But um, but yeah, no, in a lot of ways, it did feel like a much more mature product, especially the flight modeling definitely felt better. The yeah, AI so they, felt better. Yeah, they definitely, uh, I read, there, there's this, I think I've mentioned it in, in my videos. There's a really great digital antiquarian article. He goes through. I I read that today yeah, in preparation it, for this. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> yeah, it's an amazing article. And yeah, he, he mentioned. It's a great article. He mentioned that. Uh, you know, they, they were able to handle the, the CPU timing issues. Cause you remember Wing Commander one occasionally when there were like a couple too many things on the screen, like the game just slows down. And I always thought it was just oh, yeah. my computer's too slow, but I was playing it on like, you know, the GOG version on like DOS box with everything like cranked up and it still slows down. So there's a, there's, there's a fundamental like, uh, architectural issue in, in the game engine of Wing Commander one that, you know, when there's too many things going on, it just, just grinds to a halt sort of a thing. Yeah, exactly. And it seems that they, yeah. they fixed that because uh, also in that article, I, I didn't realize this. I mean, it sort of says it in the credits, but Chris Roberts wasn't really involved that much in Wing Commander 2. Which kind of might explain why it's so good. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't want to say it, I'm but sorry. You're, you're sort of right. I, I, uh, Chris Roberts has, I, has a tendency, um, and he always has had a tendency to think big and maybe think a little bit too big. And then what ends up coming out is, is, is fine, but it's not quite what he promised. Yeah. Yeah. The man has a, certainly has vision. Mm -hmm. And you know, when he, when he is beholden to a timeline and a publisher and everything, yeah, it works out most of the time. And when he's not, we have star citizen dot, dot, dot. But yeah, we don't like need to my, fa- my favorite, 
Yeah, my favorite Wing Commander game is four. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Price of Freedom, mostly because of the Dragon Fighter. Yeah, that is, that is a great fighter. I think after after the broadsword, which we're gonna which we run yes, into in this game, the broadsword game. is my second favorite, which is one of the things I love about this game. Mm-hmm. Is you get to fly the broad. And folks, if you're not aware, and if you're listening to this, how could you not be? But if you're not aware. Uh, the broadsword was was it the first bomber you flew in Wing Commander? I don't remember there about being a bomber in the first. Game. There wasn't really a bomber. I think the the thing closest was the the Raptor in Wing Commander One, which was like considered yeah. a heavy fighter. But you know that that was sort of another con- another thing that they introduced in Wing Commander Two was this whole concept, this whole mechanic of having dedicated bombers and having phase shields so that you can't just blow up capital ships with your guns, which they got rid of after Wing Commander exactly. Two, unfortunately. Or maybe fortunately, depending on. Or fortunately, <laughs> depending on how you look at it. So I one so yeah. So they introduced this whole concept of like the torpedo run, and I hated it when I originally played Wing Commander Two. But coming back to it and playing it now with sort of like because as a kid you just want to like go in and blow shit up, right? You just want to like right. You know, right. I want to do some strafing runs. I want to blow up big ships. I want them to you know I want the whole screen to go white. But now that I'm a little bit more. Oh, it's great, isn't it? Yeah, that I'm a little more uh, considered and a little bit more patient. Actually, setting up, you know, clearing out the clearing out the fighter cover, setting up for a torpedo run, and and that sort of the way they did it. So, you know, we talked about how this is a more complete experience. It's it's also a much more cinematic experience, and you know, from the perspective of the story and of the cutscenes and all that, but also in the game, like the the whole thing where you go in and the second you switch your weapons to torpedoes and you lock on a target and the little targeting reticle comes up. The music changes to this like super like super tense. Yeah. Or whatever it is. It's like that. And so, you know, the targeting reticle is so slow. Oh God, it's like, just move. Come on, come on. I know you're approaching the ship and there's all this like flack, these like explosions going off around you and your shields are slowly ticking down and you're like, and it's this, it's this like game of chicken of are my shields and my hull going to last longer than it takes to shoot this torpedo. And, you know, it's, 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 it's interesting. And, And, you know, playing it now, if you start from far away, then you can do the torpedo runs. Like I remember them being super difficult because I was a kid and I'm like, I'm I need to go close to the thing and, and shoot the torpedo. And obviously you're gonna get blown to hell, right? Like Yeah, gotta I gotta get right up in there like a fighter. No, 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 no. And then Pull the super <laughs> and the super frustrating thing is that your torpedoes can be destroyed by by the capital ship, but by its guns. So that's nerve wracking too. Cause it, you, I believe I can't remember now I have to go back and like watch my own videos. It either usually takes two or three torpedoes to blow up like, you know, a cap of any appreciable capital ship. And, you know, if you mess up enough times or if you get, you know, damaged enough and your, your weapons get destroyed and you don't have enough torpedoes to blow up that ship, you just, you can't do it. There's, there's no way around it. Right. Right. And, and you only have so many torpedoes. Yeah, exactly. And, Especially once you're in the saber, I think only has like three of them. So they basically just need to, you need to get, make them all hit. Otherwise you do, you can't, you, you get screwed. So, you know, right. that, that was exactly. a, a super interesting game mechanic that they introduced. The other thing they introduced, especially with the broadsword, but in the saber as well as the concept of turrets and, you know, turrets yes. are, yeah. And turrets are really cool in concept, but the problem with turrets is that when you switch to them, your ship just sort of flies in a straight line. 
which you're sitting duck at that point. I mean, it's really cool that you can do that, but you're like, ah. And if I remember, I don't. And and the other challenge is that, you know, your turrets, you're so it, it, you know, ostensibly you're supposed to have like a crew and tur- and gunners, and so there's other people, but your turrets, unless you're in it, your turrets don't actually fire. <laughs> at least I don't think so. So they, I believe they do in. No, they do. They do. You can see on the um, you can see on the uh, on your HUD. They'll be it'll flash. So when they turn when red, they does that mean does that mean they're firing or does that mean there's someone? That means in they're the shooting. Arc? Okay, well if that's the case, yeah, then that means I, they're shooting. I don't feel like any any ship was ever destroyed by my turrets, but that might not be the point. So I just pasted. I found. I was. I was. As I was listening to you, I was scrolling through um, CGW, <laughs> and I found. I found the ad, and so I just pasted it for oh, you. Oh, that is an awesome ad. ad. Yeah, I remember this ad, and they had. Yeah, it's yeah. sort of like the box art, and then a bunch of screenshots. Exactly, like it's showing you the cockpit, and the cockpit looks amazing. And it's showing these explosions, and you're like, oh my god, I need that. Yeah, I mean, you got yeah. the little, like, you got Colonel Halcyon or whatever and the scramble sequence, like, all these yeah. screenshots. And yeah. that was the thing. It was that that scramble sequence, the dun 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 that one. Ah, that's legendary. Where I said, that's where I said. Legendary. That, that was the scene where I'm like, my computer can't do that. There's no way. Like, it's not fast enough. <laughs> that That's not how it can look. And right. uh, yeah, so it's just, you know, from from that amount of, of cinematicness, cinematography in, in Wing Commander one. And then, you know, as you would finish the uh, each each system, you know, you'd get the the little cutscene at the end of of, you know, if you did well or you did poorly, you'd get sort of like the the success cutscene of like, well, scientists captured the Kilrathi and they held them a gunpoint. And and then the bad one is and the Kilrathi blew up the science colony. So, you know, that was sort of the the cutscenes in wing commander one where they would say, you know, based on your actions, this is how the war is going to wing commander two, where there are very, you know, at times fairly lengthy, multi-scene, multi-character cutscenes between every single mission. I know. Right. And it actually took me a while to, I think I played through a, a decent chunk of the game. The first time I played wing commander two, and I didn't understand that there were cutscenes between every mission. So I would just play through the missions and I'm like, some of this stuff doesn't make sense. I don't know why I'm doing this. <laughs> and then finally I realized, oh, you have to click on that first. Cause I thought that first door, the, you know, view, view cutscene or storyline, I think it is view storyline. I thought that would play the intro again every time, <laughs> but obviously well, that's not the case. Right. And you also, but they also want you to go to the bar and then talk to the people. And so, and there were all there were definitely all these and yeah if you skip the cutscenes you you had to go back and watch them because you otherwise like you said you'd have no idea very little <laughs> context to to what's going on and uh right and you know even the i i don't remember if it was in this digital antiquarian article or if i was reading it somewhere else but there's a oh no i think it is sort of the the later part of this article because this is a it's a it's a long article like i'm going to link this in in the show notes because it is yeah it's so, an amazing article it's so amazing. there is an, an excerpt from the uh you know the original script which i think was written by by ellen guan yeah which was so different yeah oh my god so different and you know there's this whole like you know they, they have the the intro the original intro the way it was written in here and you know you you watch the intro of wing commander 2 and it's like oh yeah you know there's the tiger's claw and it's going to katithrak mang and it's there and then there's some stealth fighters and it gets blown up and then you get court-martialed 
in the in the story because I don't think it's ever made clear, but you, you know, old blue hair or Christopher Blair or whatever, you know, whoever it is that you're playing in, in the game is right. at that time is, is, is the wing commander of, of on the tiger's claw. So he's, you know, he, the Colonel, the com- commander of all the, the fighter squadrons and, you know, you're off on a mission and you come back through an asteroid field and, you know, the tiger's claw is destroyed, but there's this like, briefing thing and hunters in it. And, you know, there's this very long, very, you know, seemingly interesting intro that we could have had, but instead we got, and the tiger's cog got blown up. <laughs> yeah. And the weird thing about Winky Matter two is, Oh, you're not going to resign. Fine. 10 years later. That, like, yeah. And that freaked me the hell out at the time. Like, wait, what, <laughs> what happened here? Yeah. Exactly. Like, holy crap, 10 years. He was, I mean, your character was already kind of old. Yeah. Like a, like a new pilot. He's like, wow, he looks like he's in his, he looks like he had a rough life or he's like in his forties at least. Um, yeah. 10 years has passed. You're like what the, and then how many years does three take place after two? Like at least a few, right? Yeah. Like how old is Mark not, Hamill by that time? <laughs> right. How old is Christopher Blair? He, I don't know. He either looks great for his age or terrible for his age. I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, it's that was shocking. Like not a lot of there wasn't a lot of fiction that did that kind of like it's kind of cliche now. This whole time jumping like 48 hours earlier. Bull crap. Yeah, exactly. The, like uh, the, the non uh, chronological storytelling. Exactly. Like we, we lose. We just lose 10 years. Yeah, yeah we like- lose 10 years. You lose like, 10 years, whoa. and in those 10 years, you're basically like relegated to this station, flying patrols very occasionally, and yeah, it's just like your life sucks. And, no, like and, nothing, ever, and nothing ever happens, and nothing ever happens. It's like, wow. I would for like 10 years, seen, nothing like, happened. <laughs> I would have liked to have seen some of that. I kind of understand why we couldn't, because, you know, they were... this like the. I couldn't believe the second game came out less than a year after the first. Like, holy crap. Yeah, no, because yeah, it was um, 90 to 91, basically. I think it, yeah. it was ever so slightly delayed, but I don't think very much. No, no, it came out. The, the first game came out in like the late summer of 90, and then the second one came out in like the spring of 91. It's like, damn. Um, and then they kept shoveling stuff at you, like voice packs and expansion packs. Oh, those um, voice but- packs were so freaking awful. <laughs> <laughs> terrible that's one thing like in my playthrough i i ended up i had some some technical difficulties with the voices for some reason and uh right so i ended up turning them off and i'm like you know what this is fine the voices are really bad i i don't remember if mine were off already or not yours were in your your playthrough all everything was on and you were using your mt32 right yes i was so yeah i thought it had something to do with my mt32 because i i found Something was basically set too fast on my machine, or maybe my machine. I don't know. Oh. I have a fairly fast computer, so I don't know if like setting this my DOS box cycles were funny or something. But what would happen is I would play the game and I'd play the intro, and uh, you know, there's there's no text in the intro if you have the voice pack. Then you have Thrakath talking his crappy voice, and uh, <laughs> yeah. It was but crazy. what would happen is instead of him saying oh, you know, the, the Terrans will blah 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 blah, it would go like, and then it would stop. And then I think the game was waiting for the the oh, voice geez. file to finish playing, and it, it never would because it sort of cut off, and it would just hang there. And if I hit escape, 
I could, you know, skip the whole intro, which sort of, you know, that's no fun. And then when I was flying, you know, you'd have like, you know, Liz or whatever going, they're attacking us, sir. And and she would say that, but then <laughs> her face would never clear from the screen. Oh no. Like the little the little oh, like no. communication screen. And so I couldn't see like my target or anything or whatever. And then I think I had to hit like escape or I had to like do something to clear it manually. So every time she said something, I'd have to clear it manually. So I'm like, you know what? I'm just gonna turn off oh, the voices. Geez. So I turned off the voices. And everything was fine. And yeah, like I said, they're sort of garbage anyways. Like I, they, it was like Stan from accounting and, and you know, Na- Nancy from HR, you know, like. Yeah, they weren't professional voice actors. I mean, it was sort of like the early, the early Sierra voice work. Like LucasArts was really the company that did like top notch voice work. Yeah, Sierra, not so much. Uh, no. Even, even in some of their later... Though I will never forget the scream in King's Quest Five. <laughs> yes. When 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 you when you just when you make Graham fall off a cliff just to hear him scream, <laughs> it's the funniest scream you ever did hear. Yeah. Yeah. That was good. But before that, eh, not not, not so, so hot. Yeah. Not right? so hot. I and hope you, you enjoy your cherry point. pie. <laughs> oh God. But you bring up an interesting point about when Commander One and Two is that. Uh, you and I are fortunate enough to have this legacy hardware uh, that allowed us to play it in, at the time, it's very expensive glory because, I mean, MT32s at the time were several hundred dollars. Yes, like, and, several, and especially several hundred dollars at the time was more than several hundred dollars now. <laughs> right, exactly. And not every game worked with the thing, like all the Sierra games did, but it was, much, it was really sporadic after that. And it wasn't um, just that you needed the MT32. You needed the interface card. What is it? The mm-hmm. I can't remember what it's called now. Uh, the, it's not I the LAP. It's, it's not the LAPC one. I don't think that was the the card no. version of the MT32. I usually right. know this. Uh, anyways, whatever. MPU401. MPU401. That's it. That's it. Yes. Well done. Yay. Well done. <laughs> um, but yeah, you and I are fortunate enough to actually have this hardware and. So when I played these games recently, it was the first time I had used this hardware, and what a delight! Oh, it's amazing to hear to hear the music on because you know you had I I've pers- I played the first Wing Commander on an AdLib card back in the day. I played the first yeah. Wing Commander on PC Speaker. <laughs> ooh, ooh, rat, no! Rat, oh, you poor rat. thing! <laughs> yeah. No, no, that's not true because the first Wing Commander game I still had the Tandy, so the Tandy uh, had. It was very fancy at the time. It had a three-channel... Yeah, three-voice sound card, yeah. Three-voice, excuse me. Three-voice built-in sound card that only a few games ever took care, took advantage of. Space Quest 2, did, I always like, remember, did did to support it. So, you know, it had Space it did, Quest... It, it had did. the standard, like, dum 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 da 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 But then if you had the Tandy, it was like... There was like this little... It was like this little jaunty tune in the background. I always remember Sentinel World's Future Magic Volume 1... Uh, which is a kind of a Starflight clone back in the day, mm-hmm. had that ha- had support for it. And like anytime you ordered a, orbited a planet, it played this music. It was like, whoo! <laughs> but uh, it was really great music. But the uh, the music for the Wing Commander games in over the MT32 especially was just astounding. Yeah, I guess the first the first two games were were George Sanger, right? The Fat Man. Yeah, the Fat Man, and. Uh, and and you get this amazing MIDI music that even puts Sound Blaster to like, shame because ever 
Every, every, eventually, everyone just got Sound Blaster. Like, AdLib was a thing for a while, but then everyone, Sound Blaster was just better. Well, because, yeah, so AdLib didn't do digital, just, digital audio. It was just uh, right. whatever OPL. It didn't do voice. Did. I'm sorry. It didn't do voice. Yeah, I'm, sorry voice. Sound, I'm sorry, sound people. I can't remember if it was OPL 2 or OPL 3 or that the, a bunch of people are going to get mad at me right now. Yeah, you remember more than I do about that, but... I just remember that the Sound Blaster had more capabilities in terms of not only like instruments and whatnot, but voice. Yes. Especially if you got like the first Sound Blaster was a little rudimentary in that regard, but then you get a Sound Blaster like 16, you're like, woo, uh, the doors are flung open. So playing these on actual role and hardware, folks, if you're into older games, you should get, you should track down one of these units. They're not super expensive. Uh, they're not hard to connect either. Uh, and when you get a game that runs them, it's like, holy Jesus. Oh, I love like, it. How it's did just, I ever? Yeah. How did I live without how this? Did I ever, how did I ever play Star Control or Red Baron or Wing Commander without this? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's, <laughs> so, it's so amazing. Or, or, or X-Wing or TIE Fighter or any LucasArts oh, Adventures. Yeah, t- or... Oh, TIE Fighter. TIE Fighter. And I want that, that kind of brings me to the reason that um, I've lost a little bit of the luster with the Wing Commander games. Um, because we, I still love Wing Commander. Don't get me wrong; it's, it still has a very special place in my heart. Because at the time, it didn't, it it did things that no no one else was doing, right? But but uh, in terms of, uh like some games age well. Like even though they don't look great, there's something about their mechanics. Like the gameplay loop some, is very satisfying, sort of right. thing. Yeah. And what and what and one of those games that ages really well is Tie Fighter. Mm-hmm. It it came out in '94, so there were already four Wing Commander games by the time Tie Fighter came out. My God, did, did Wing Commander? Uh, what what came out? But what was out by then? Was it like up to so Academy? So it was one. Yeah, it was one, two, Privateer, and Academy. Right. At least, and then I think '94 was also Wing Commander three. Right. So maybe five. And Academy games. barely counts as a game. So. Uh barely, barely. <laughs> But it's it was a release, so you know. Um, but something about the flight modeling of Tie Fighter is just so fluid. Yeah, well, I guess, so I guess the nice just, thing about Tie Fighter is Tie. So you know, Wing Commander was sort of the the primordial Wing Commander game. Tie Fighter really was like the fifth game to use its game engine. Cause that's true. Cause it was the LucasArts flight Sims and then it was X-Wing. Yeah. Cause that was all that. Larry then, Holland was, was all of those. Right. Yeah, right. And I know so have you ever talked to Larry Holland. I know you've talked to, to Dave Westman. I've tried to get in touch with Larry Holland and I've emailed totally game still exists mm-hmm. apparently. And I saw, so I've emailed them a few times and never heard a thing back. So it's, it's, I would love to talk to Lawrence, Holland. Lawrence Holland. Sorry. It would so, be, be very, you know, very official about it. So I would love to talk to him so much, but you're absolutely right that there was a lot of refinement going on. But the thing is, going back to Wing Commander after playing just even TIE Fighter, which was compared, or even Star Crusader, Mm -hmm. uh, which was also out at the time, um, Wing Commander really feels... It's rough. Boxy. Yeah. It's boxy. I don't know. It's like... Like Wing Star Crusader and Wing Commander and X I mean Star Crusader and TIE Fighter and X Wing, they felt a lot more fluid 
because they really had that kind of World War II in space thing down. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas Wing Commander, it's like eh, 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 it's like you're flying in. Like the best way I can think of it is like you're flying across a cube map. Wing Commander is very much style over substance. Like we wanted the game to look good. Yeah. More importantly right. than we wanted it to play well. And 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 that I think hurts it when you I, I really when I play these older games, I really try to put myself back in that time, but it's really hard sometimes. And after playing TIE Fighter, after playing Star Crusader, after playing Free Space and other even the later Wing Command, even Prophecy. Prophecy had a pretty good flight model oh no it does i need to go back and play that i haven't played prophecy in a long time and i remember it being nice like even i was just recently i was watching your wing commander 3 videos uh you know that you're putting out right now it still feels boxy it does i mean just from a look like it feel it looks smoother it does but it still feels like you're flying in these squares yeah like you're just (laughs) but four and five got away from that a little better Mm -hmm. prophecy is Especially, but it's, it's hard to go back and play these games. And it's like, Oh God, this feels so weird. Yeah. Like back and, in and the day, you're like playing it. You're like, Oh my God, this is amazing. And now it's like, this feels so janky. Yeah. Like, it's a little, it's a sit. little janky. And you know, you see like, you know, you can tell where, and you know, I think for me, the big difference from, you know, one and two to three is, you know, you were, pseudo 3d like these 2d sprites and so you know even more so in wing commander one and in wing commander two like you know you'd see one angle of a ship and then it would turn enough to flip flip to the 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 you know the, oh God, the left yeah. side sprite and then flip to right. the bottom sprite and you know i understand right. why they did that because it you know it made the ships look a lot better sort of look a lot better than than they could otherwise like you go back and compare it to like x-wing you know, whatever, which it was a much smoother experience, but you know, the, the ships did not look as nice as right. That's true. Yeah. You know, that was a polygon, so like it, a tie fighter was, you know, a ball with two, two squares beside it. <laughs> right. But it was quick. Yeah, it really, it, right. It really does show you that wing commander definitely was style. Like you said, style over substance. And while the X wing and tie fighter games, they had, they did have style because of star Wars. So they right. inherently had that style. They were much more about the story in the missions themselves. Like, yes. The interesting thing about Wing Commander is a lot of, like, the missions are just m- very straightforward. You fly, you shoot. Yeah, it's basically it's like, as long as if you visit all the nav points and you blow up exactly. everything, and if there's a ship you're escorting, it doesn't die, you're done. Like, that, exactly. that's the extent of like, it. All the flavor, all the story happens in between the missions. Whereas in X-Wing and TIE Fighter, all the story happens while you're in the cockpit. Yeah, which, you know, you know and I think it, that there's there's advantages to both. I think it's cool. Sure, of course. You know, it's obviously cool when as you're playing a mission, it changes. I think that's sort of cool and that's more right. realistic because that's how life happens. Right. Right. But what I'm saying is I think because it does that, mm-hmm. for me, it doesn't age as well because not only the flight modeling, but the fact that it's kind of like you're hitting speed bumps. Yeah. You know, like, oh, I got to fly. I got to stop. I got to talk. I got to make sure I talk to everybody. I got to talk to you. I got to talk to you. I got to talk to you. I and I find at, at the I very gotta... least in, in Wing Commander 2, it was you clicked on one thing. 
right? And then you saw the story and then you went on to the next mission. When, and you get on to Wing Commander 3, Wing Commander 4. Then it's like, okay, I got to go to 10 places and talk to five people. And then I can, uh, and then if I don't talk to the right person, I can't actually do the next mission because the story thing hasn't happened to make trigger the, you know, the scramble for the next mission. Or, yeah. You know. Oh my God. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And and two did that a little bit, but not as egregious yeah, as the later games. Right, like I said, you know, there was, there, was, there was one thing to click there: view storyline. And if that immediately brought you into the next mission, fine. If it didn't, you had to click on you know fly mission. Wait, so couldn't you still go to the bar and click on all the people? No, there, was not, there wasn't any of the any of that in Wing Commander Two. It was just the your your barracks room, and then you clicked on storyline. So you would go to. You know, oh, the, the observation deck. Right. Or the you would go. You that's right. You would click that. And you would go to the mess hall, or you would go to the observation deck, or you, and you would watch people talk at you. Yeah, and I think That's you know, Wing Commander right. Two was sort of like the 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 development of of Chris Roberts's idea that you know he should be a filmmaker, which we saw how that worked out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh my god, he did do one movie I liked. It was was an Outlander. Did you oh, see that yeah. one? I don't think I saw it, but I've I've read about it, and I I need to. And it I, was I, really, I, keep, I mean, it was entertaining. It was, I mean, it's got Ron Perlman in it. You can't go wrong with Ron Perlman. Right. Um, but it was an actual good movie. Yeah. I mean, great, the only time you know, I've ever been but, like physically angry in a movie theater was the Wing Commander movie. Wing Commander movie? Yeah. When we, we actually had Chris Roberts on our show, it was our fourth show. And we are never having him back after, after all the things we've all the things we've shit, all the shit we've flung about star citizen. Right. <laughs> um, but we, we asked him about the movie and he was shockingly very forthcoming about what a failure it was. Yeah. Like, I think there was a lot of politics around it and, you know, he wanted more time and more money and they were like, Nope, this is coming out. Cause we got to put the, the uh, episode, the star Wars star episode Wars, one trailer yeah. in front of it. <laughs> oh, so you're Kilrathi is supposed to have fur. Oh, well, here are these lizard things. Yeah. Too bad. Uh, sorry. We're shooting this today. Oh, well. So <laughs> I feel kind of bad. I mean, that movie had some great actors in it. Yeah. But it was, it was, it was poop. Oh, my God. It was, oh. Uh, I keep telling myself show, I need to go back one? and the show was good. I like the show. Yeah. You know what? I bought a copy of it recently. It was like 11 bucks. I actually need and to do that because like, it used, so it is on YouTube, but I don't know what happened. And now it's actually region locked to the US. So tech, so I can't actually oh. watch it. Oh crap! Yeah, no. If like it was on sale on Amazon one day, and I'm like, it's eleven nine nine. I buy. Like I have to own this. Yeah, like I think I've seen watching it because there's like I think there's like thirteen episodes or something. Yeah, yeah. And I think I've seen like the first six, maybe. And apparently there's there's one there's one uh one episode that's really weird, and Michael Dorn is in it. And he's a voice. What? Yeah. There's this one episode where there's what? this like weird space hunter guy and he's voiced by Michael Dorn. <laughs> you know, why not? I mean, all those Star Trek actors went on to do voice acting anyway with like gargoyles and crap. So why yeah, the hell gargoyles not? was basically the entire TNG cast. <laughs> yeah, it really was. <laughs> I don't think Patrick Stewart. I think he was the only one who wasn't in there. No, he I mean, only started doing voice work once he made friends with Seth MacFarlane. <laughs> Oh God, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> now he's like, in, I love him on American Dad. <laughs> oh, he's not American Dad. I've not watched American Dad. Oh, you? Sh- I mean, American Dad's a, a a weird show. It starts off sort of, eh, and then it gets. I, I enjoy it. 
you know, you sort of have to enjoy it for what it is. But uh, yeah, I, he's the he's like the deputy director of the CIA in American Dad. He stands stands oh. boss. <laughs> and oh my he's gosh. like really be- messed up. Like he's he he, he you never. I'm, no, that's not true. You do see him like totally like he's like gets totally like coked out and like hangs out oh, with gosh. like you know Asian prostitutes. It's it's hilarious. Like the stuff. Basically, I think the the point of that show, and then we'll get off this tangent very soon. But he has said, I think the whole point of that show, and Seth MacFarlane has said the whole point of that show and his character on that show is so Seth MacFarlane can make Patrick Stewart say the weirdest things in his Patrick Stewart voice. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm hoping he shows up on the Orville. Uh, oh, I'm sure he will. They're buddies. Yeah, he's got he's got to show up on the Orville. I mean, they've already point. got they've already got Cassidy. So, yeah, and and they have the Doctor, the EMH. So, yep. you know, so yeah, they. I mean, sorry, folks, tangent, but you know, it's space. Uh, <laughs> it's it's space. <laughs> it's tangentially related to Wing Commander. Um, but. I, I thought it was funny. Like, it's always funny going back to these 90s games and you forget about the difficulty yeah. of games in the 90s. And, they, and then you go back to these games, you're like, oh, there it is. There's that 90s difficulty. It's <laughs> the like, 90s difficulty and the fact... The world. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to figure out when the concept of the in-game tutorial, like, started. Oh, God, that's a good question. Because I know Free Space 1 and 2, they had great tutorials. Mm-hmm. Um, and those were like ninety eight ish or something. Yeah, ninety eight, ninety nine. X Wing and Tie Fire kind of did. They had the the courses. Remember the rain they had courses? the courses. But see, like to me, a but, tutorial is like really and like and Mech Warrior two had had them where it was like like the, to me the tutorial yeah. was like if you want to use your weapon, push two. It's not like go and fly and here and if you die, you, your character won't die. <laughs> well, there were games that had them like like rules of engagement had separate tutorial scenarios and a training manual mm-hmm. where, and, and so did uh, Starfleet one and two. Right. And I think some of the Maxis would, games sort of had that where you'd start off like, you know, you'd be guided yeah. in building, you know, maybe it wasn't the original yeah, SimCity but, 2000, but maybe SimCity 3000 or something had it. Right. But I mean, those older tutorials, they weren't in the game. Like you're talking about, they were like, you load up the scenario and you read the manual along with doing whatever yeah, it's is like, happening. Yeah. Load scenario, scenario A and then click on this. And, and you know, those Maxis exactly. games came with like, you know, 200 page manuals. <laughs> exactly. Half the Looks book was teaching you about stuff. urban planning. <laughs> Actually, there are these, um, these, uh, another tangent folks. There are these like, city planning commission guides for the early some city games you know about these these uh these like they're strategy guides but they're like they're called like city commission like zoning guides. okay no so i've never seen those but i guess that's like in the vein of the x-wing and tie fighter strategy guides where it's like in universe they're amazing yeah 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 and they're hang on i have one right here oh wow Uh, no uh well i see this sim city handbook where the hell is it no, I oh wait, hang on. All good. This is the stuff I love. Yeah, like yeah. it's the Planning Commission Handbook, is what it is. And there's one for the first SimCity and the and SimCity 2000. They're amazing reads. That's awesome. Like, amazing. Oh my god. I I kind of collect old strategy guides like that. But st- old strategy <laughs> guides are cool because they were not. They're like, so great. Like I actually had. This is a dumb story, and it is Wing Commander related, so it's valid. It's about Wing Commander 3. So I bought the Wing Commander 3 strategy guide because 
You know, in Wing Commander 3, spoiler for Wing Commander 3, everyone, in the mission where where the behemoth gets destroyed, I thought that that was, I thought you could win that mission. So I bought the strategy guide to to find the way that you could you could play that mission and not let the behemoth get destroyed. Because I'm like, no, because, the, you know, now I'm on like the losing track, right? I lost this mission. We have to go to like the B, you know, the backup plan to blow up Kilra and whatever. So... I bought that and the and the strategy guide part of that strategy guide. What it wasn't in universe. It was just like you know, system one, mission two. This is what you do to pass it. But the second half of the book was behind the scenes. It was the making of Wing Commander three. Right. Yeah, I love when they do that. Like um, the uh, just quick tangent. The um, the strategy guide for XCOM Interceptor mm-hmm. gives a lot of behind the scenes stuff on how that game was created, which is a shame it turned out to be such a piece of crap. Yeah. But but the but one of my favorites is the TIE Fighter. Have you read the TIE Fighter? Yep, yep. The, so um, the two the two strategy guides that I well I still have. I had the X Wing one originally and I have no idea what happened to it. And I never had the TIE Fighter one, so I, I bought them on eBay. And yeah, those are the two strategy guides that I have on my shelf. The the Stelly Stelle Chronicles or whatever. Yes. Yeah. Both of those strategy guides like tell a story about your pilot. Like they actually give him a name. Like in TIE Fighter, it's Merrick Stell. I forget the one in X-Wing. Kean Farlander. Yes, yes, thank you. Um, but yeah, you actually get to read, as you're reading about these missions you're going to play, you actually get to read the stories of the fictional pilot you're playing. And it's, yeah. And it turns out that like, you know, your pilot, Keen Farlander is like mildly force sensitive and he has sort of like a little bit of a brush with the dark side and right. And you don't see that in the game at all. So you're not missing anything if you don't own the gods, but if you do own the gods, you get this extra little flavor. It's EU. (laughs) Yeah. And now, and now I totally want to buy these, uh, wing commander strategy guides. It looks like there's only gods for, uh, like three, four in prophecy. That I don't makes see any gods sense. for one and two. I mean, really, what strategy would you have for one and two? The strategy would be blow up everything. <laughs> it's true. It's true. I mean, even it's for true. Wing Commander three, really. I guess because I guess the thing in Wing Commander three is you can choose your wingmen and you can choose your ships and you can choose your weapons. Yeah. So there, there but is I mean, probably an element of strategy there. But that's so mild. It's mild, but I actually remember because I, I had that strategy guide that there were some missions where it said, oh, it gives you a Hellcat, but you really should fly an arrow and it really should have like heat seekers and, you know, because of blah, 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 blah. I mean, it's mild, but I guess it, if you're in the, the right ship, it does give you a bit of an advantage, I guess. I'm not sure why, but, you know, and I think that's that's the big difference between, you know, all the wing commanders and you know a game like X-wing or tie fighter where it's sort mm-hmm. of like you know the the arena versus well i guess X-wing and tie fighter are more the arena cuz it's one place but right. you know it's more yeah. like the gauntlet versus the puzzle that's true and here's an interesting thing i just looked up ebay to look up uh, wing commander strategy guides mm-hmm. there's a wing commander collectible card game yes there is Did- and i don't remember how but i have it <laughs> Oh, wow. Yeah. Like this one deck is $15 and you're like, whoa. Yeah. So I have, I have the, there's a, a, I have the Confederation deck and there's a Kilrathi deck. I don't have the Kilrathi deck and I actually found it at my, I went back, my parents sold their house and, you know, I've, I've told the story a million times about how when my parents sold their house, I threw out all my box PC games. And then like two months later I started the podcast (laughs) 
And, oh uh, God, yeah. I should, you know, yeah. You just linked this. I should, I should buy the Killerathy deck just so I can have them both. I mean, it's fifteen mm-hmm. bucks. It's you know, it's not the end of the world. And uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I have exactly. the Terran deck, and I'm not sure if I got it in something. Did you have the Killerathy saga? You know what? I never got the Karathi side because I didn't feel the need. I'm like, I already own these. They were apparently these amazing Windows versions that were awesome. And like, it came with all this extra stuff. I'm like, I should have bought that at the time because I'm just looking like, there's a Wing Commander, Wing Commander Saga. Karathi Saga, oh, $50. Yeah, I've already so got all these games, a- but yeah, they they enhanced everything. And I think it worked. They they upped like stuff to General MIDI and... And all that, and yeah, and they were designed to work in Windows natively, so you didn't have to fuss around with DOS mode and exactly. all this. Exactly. So yeah, oh. I, I I had those. I actually still have the. I don't have the box anymore, but I still have the discs. And apparently, it's super rare. So if I had kept the box and everything, you could. I think you, I, I've seen it sell for eBay for like over a hundred bucks. Yeah, the one I just saw on eBay for fifty was with the box and everything. So it might have come down a little bit now that they're on. Um, now that they're on GOG. Yeah, so now it's like, you know, it's not the the only best way to play Wing Commander. Exactly, but I mean, I'm going to keep an eye out for these strategy yeah, guys. Yeah, and, and I, so what I'm not sure of, and the reason I brought it up, is I'm not sure if that card game might have come in the Kilrathi saga, or if I was at, like, you know, the the the, the card store or whatever, because, you know, I used to collect cards like everybody else did, and maybe I saw it and I said, oh, right. i got to buy that as Wing Commander, and it was, like, probably not that expensive. right. And yeah, it's like kind of a standard sort of magic style, you know, TCG where you fight each other and you have different cards that have different, you know, different resources and you have fighters and pilots. And, you know, I think you would pair fighters and pilots and against the Kilrathi fighters and pilots. And based on the stats, they would, you know, fight that sort of a thing. Right. I'm going to have to look into this. Yeah. And it was more based on like Wing Commander 3-ish. Like just looking at the, you know, the symbols and everything. There's like the sword with the stars, and that that's sort of the the logo style that they'd introduced in Wing Commander Three. These these sets aren't that expensive. Like I'm looking on eBay right now, and these sets are not that expensive. Yeah, I mean, you sort of got to watch the eBay. Like I'm looking one. Oh yeah, it's fourteen ninety five plus thirteen fifty shipping. So really, it's like thirty bucks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, it's it's not that expensive. I might have I might have to get it. Don't tell the wife. I think she has her headphones on. Yeah, I think just for... It's space game related. I have to own it. Exactly. And I mean, you know, just for completion, <laughs> I already have the Terran deck, so I should just get the Killerathy deck and then never play it because <laughs> that's what I do when I do these things. <laughs> yeah, there's a $30 with shipping thing for a Karathi and a Terran deck. I'm like, hmm, am hmm. I ever going to use that? No, no, but... Do I want it? Do I want it? Yes. So I actually, the <laughs> way, what I did is I have it, I have, you know, one of those Ikea Detolf like uh, glass display case things. And on the bottom shelf, you know, thanks to to another friend of mine named Brian, uh, you know, Brian Demodulated, he actually, he lives in the city and we went out for, for drinks one night and he brought me a bag and he handed it to me and he's like, here, this is for you. And he gave me, he actually had two boxed copies of Wing Commander 1 and he gave one to me. So the only oh, boxed... Wow boxed game that i own is is on prominent display in this display case and uh you know and it's in really good condition and all that and next to it i have the little card the box of the card the tcg the card game (laughs) so that's like my little wing commander shelf wow 
Yeah. It looks like these starter decks are the only decks there are. Yeah, there were never, I don't think they ever made expansion decks. I guess the whole point was like, you know, you would buy the starter deck and then you would, you know, much like Magic, you'd buy expansion decks and get better cards and build out your deck and all that. But yeah, I don't think it ever went anywhere. I don't think this company, Magforce 7, that seems to have made this uh, this card game. I don't know how long they actually lasted. Yeah, I'm trying to figure out, like, is it just those starter sets and that's it? I, I <laughs> That's it. I, it's easy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, I think in you know, theoretically, you could play the game with just the starter deck, and then if they ever came out with expansion decks, it would be like you know, it would be better. But uh, yeah, I don't think they ever did. I th- Wing Commander was sort of weird in so far as you know, they had the games, and then they had these tie-in novels that came out, and like they sort of started going down the path of really merchandising Wing Commander, and then it all sort of—I don't know if the movie just killed it. <laughs> I'm sure it did. I'm sure that had a lot to do with it. <laughs> Because I would kill for like, and I know if you go look on Wing Commander CIC and stuff, they have like, you know, people are 3D printing like really cool models of ships and, but it's all fan stuff. But like, I would have killed for like, you know, a full on like proper like AMT model kit of like, I don't know, a Hornet or something like that. Oh God, right. Or a broadsword or a dragon. I would have brought, I would have bought that. I would have bought a broadsword. Absolutely. I'd still have, I'd have it hanging from my ceiling right now. I don't care how it looks. Yeah, and, I, and I'm totally sure that that was probably in the cards, and then just, I don't know, some something happened, maybe the movie, maybe something else, and it just, or maybe it was just origin, you know, getting swallowed up by EA and, and going away. That's, you know, who knows. So where in the pantheon of Wing Commander games does number two fall for you? Oh, that's a good question, because when, when I first you know, decided that, Hey, I'm, I'm going to do some YouTube stuff and I really want to play wing commander two. It was because in my mind, wing commander two was my favorite game of the series. And I don't know. I haven't played. I, for, I think from a gameplay perspective, I probably like prophecy the best. And that's probably just because it's the most modern, but you know, I want to say it's, it's, either three or four. And I say, I can't decide right now because it's been much too long since I played four. I remember liking four. I remember liking the story. I remember liking the fact that it wasn't like all CG. They sort of introduced a little bit of practical set. Cause I mean, you know, you look at Wing commander three and even just watching your, your recent videos on it, like you can tell that like they were still trying to figure out, Things like when you see when when you know Mark Hamill's coming down the steps to get onto the get you know board his fighter. Oh god! And the stairs oh, are supposed god. to be like you know attached to the ship, but you look at them and they're like wobbling because they're all shitty and they're just on wheels. Like you could tell, like that guys, this isn't well done. Like it were it really wasn't. It really wasn't well done at all. And like, are we moving on from Wing Commander 2 now? Yeah, like, yeah, we can move well, I think we, you know, we, we, we okay. talked to Wing Commander 2. But yeah, let's, this is a, a Wing Commander overview, I guess. Cause, so let's move on, yeah. Because one, one thing I just, uh, every time in Wing Commander 3, you get in your cockpit, I don't need to see Mark Hamill's crotch <laughs> every time I start flying. If I'm like, just, just put me in there. Let me just fly out and, and just be done with it. It's really frustrating. Yeah. Um, I, I don't need... Uh, and I, I he puts on his little gloves thing. that don't actually clip into his his spacesuit. No, to, to anything you just see a glove put on, and he <laughs> clips onto nothing. I, I, I this didn't bother me as much as at the time, but it bothers me now about Wing Commander Three is that there are two women in the game, and you 
get to choose one of them as a prize. And one of them is a porn basically. star. <laughs> and one of them is a porn star. And and, 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 and like, recently, it, it didn't dawn on me, because at the time, I didn't know she was a porn star, but all of her lines right. sort of imply that she's a porn star. Oh my God, right? <laughs> so much, like, to the 13-year-old boy write this, come on. Yes, it's, um, it's like, well, you know, I post special hours to make sure people are working properly. <laughs> but you like to get my hands on that? beauty it's like oh jesus Jeez Christ. god <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah in in the, if, if folks if you haven't played Wing commander 3 they're basically two women and blair at one point gets to choose between both uh, one or the other well to be fair there, there are three there are three women there's cobra as well but she doesn't count because yeah i don't no. know she's angry <laughs> that's right so there's two potential love interests there's the there's the blonde mechanic so basically, the, 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 the two, the two, the two attractive white women are are your love interests, and then and the angry black woman is you know just hates Hobbs. No, <laughs> just hate Hobbs, and you you can't get through to her. Um, yeah. <laughs> but so at one point, you get to choose one of them as your love interest, and if you choose the mechanic, the the pilot will not fly with you anymore. If you choose the pilot, the mechanic won't help you with your loadout anymore, and if you choose neither. They both hate you. Right. So you can't win. <laughs> you can't win. And it's so horrible. I, I I was really glad I only played these games for a few entries and then move on to something else because I'm like, I don't want to get to this. Yeah, that's this like this is, is really just uncomfortable. This is just uncomfortable. And the thing is, Angel, who's his girlfriend, just fucking died. Yeah, like she is brutally murdered by Thrakash at the beginning like, of the game. Like her like her body is still warm. When Blair's like, man, hey, these girls are hot. <laughs> like the corpse doesn't even shit itself yet, and and he's already like jumping to the next body. It's like, oh my god, come on! Dude. And, the, and the worst part this about is... that is, if you set this up the right way, you know, you can go and and get it on which with with whichever one of these you know two ladies you have the opportunity to do it with, and then you the next scene you can go to your locker and you can lay, gaze longingly at the picture or that the hologram of Angel telling you uh. that she loves you. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Because I remember, I re- I remembered you could do that, but then I forgot you could still do that even after. Oh God! Or maybe you can't. I don't know. But if, either way, it's in your freaking locker, man. Like, like, does he throw that out when she's dead? Well, well she's dead. Like, you know, like you know, Data kept that hologram of Tasha Yar for how for forever. Yeah, and they only did know? it one time. One time, <laughs> one, and he told her to forget about it. No, she told him to forget about it. And of course he couldn't because he's an Android. Data got friend zoned. Uh, friend zone. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Data. Uh, um, sort of. Sort of. But, <laughs> but yeah, like I was really glad that Wing Commander Four had no romantic subplot. Yeah, exactly. All. And and so like, I think. That, thank God. And I, you know, I think now I, I will probably say, and not because we just trash talked Wing Commander Three a whole bunch, because I'm sure Wing Commander Four also has its share of issues. But I do remember liking Wing Commander 4 better. Again, yeah, because, you know, they did a bit better on on the production quality. And I liked, I think I liked the ships more. And not just because of the dragon. Yeah. I liked the dragon. But even the other... But the border, le- the border world ships had real character to them. Yeah, they did. There was, was it the Banshee or something? There was the one that was like, it had like these three like prongs on it. And it had like a machine gun on it. Yeah, I believe that was the Banshee. It was like the... It was the one with like the big prong underneath and the two big prongs sticking on the side. Yeah, and it had like a, a like a, a ballistic, you know, automatic 
chain gun or whatever on it as because they had like yeah. Wing Commander before they had like these alternate weapons, which I thought were really cool. Yeah. Yeah, because they had to. They had to improvise. Yeah, and, and that was the one I loved because I would get right up on a ship and I'd, I'd turn on this this chain gun or whatever. Just go. Oh yeah, it was right. awesome. And but they so, actually had they actually had real sets in Wing Commander Four as yes. well. That wasn't all wasn't all green screen, which was and who a real was nice who was up. the and, and the the actors. So I didn't know like at the time, you know, outside of of Mark Hamill. And Malcolm McDowell, I didn't really recognize oh. any of the actors, and and people in Wing Commander Three were were actually like you know for real actors, and I didn't even know Tim Curry was in it. <laughs> oh yeah, no, I've, I I actually forgot that too. Yeah, he's Ma- then, Malik. The yeah, and then the and then the guy who voices Hobbs, he's that actor who was the Klingon ambassador in the in Star Trek Four and Six. Yeah, exactly, and and then Mr. I think Mr. President. You know. <laughs> And they that went guy. even bigger in, in Wing Commander Four. And who was the the commander of of the? I can't remember the name of the ship now. The Confederation ship that you start on. He was he was a guy. Well, it was it was J, uh, Jason Bernard was the commander in, in Wing Commander Three. Th- yeah, but not the 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 guy that re- the guy that replaces Jason Bernard in Wing Commander Four because he gets like Jason Bernard oh, runs okay. the 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 Borderlands ship. But who's who's who commands the Confederation? Um, I carrier? can't freaking remember now. I have to go Google it now. Look at me. <laughs> I, it's not Michael Ironside, but he's like Michael Ironside. God, I can't remember. I'm looking it up. Yeah, um, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, but yeah, like I'd only known uh, John Reese Davies from the Indiana Jones movies. Um, I know. Ma- I don't remember what I'd known Malcolm McDowell for. I'm sure I'd seen him in something. But like F- Francois, what's his name? Francois Chow. Yeah, yeah. Who is now on? Who is now on the Expanse yeah. and the Tick? He was vagabond. So John you know? Spencer is is Captain Hugh Paulson. Oh, oh my God, John Spencer from from uh, from uh, from uh, from uh, the uh, West Wing. Yeah, I was gonna say the West Wing. Leo, Leo McGarry. Yes. Oh my God. And I he was director was in... Womack from The Rock. Oh my God, Womack. Right. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, like the, the, you but, know, they, uh... they didn't screw around. <laughs> No, and of course, uh, Tom, the amazing Tom Wilson. Of course, as as maniac, you know Biff from uh, Back, Back to the, to the Future. Future no, I mean he's he's the um, highlight, and I I actually I always remember. I love the, him so much. The from the the intro to Wing Commander Four, where he finds you know Blair on freaking Tatooine. <laughs> yeah, and he's in the and maniacs in the bar chatting up some girl, and he gets yeah. slapped. And I always remember so when they're, they're they're flying back to to the to the military and in their fighters and and Tom Wilson says something about their 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 wonderful repartee. He's like, "Oh, I bet you missed my my sterling repartee or something like that." And I'm like, "That's awesome." Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I was I was really happy they kept some of them. I mean, a lot of the characters died in Wing Commander One and Two. Mm-hmm. So, but I was really cl- I was really glad they kept Paladin and 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 Maniac. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was really great to see some of those some of those characters really stick with it through the entire series, basically. Yeah, pretty much. And yeah, Maniac is sort of like the, you know, he's your your the co-star, really. Like he's just he follows you. He through. Really is, he, is. is he in? He is in prophecy, right? Yeah, both of them are in prophecy. I believe. I believe. Um, I believe. I believe he becomes a colonel in prophecy. Yes, he finally, he like after he, so many years, he finally after gets so long. He finally, <laughs> he finally gets the colonel stripes. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so he's also in uh, in prophecy, uh, which is which is great. 
Yeah, I gotta um, play that game again with yeah with uh you play Iceman's son basically. Son, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm look I'm looking forward to playing both that and uh, Special Ops. Um, is Prophecy on GOG? They're all on GOG. Okay, because yeah, the, the only on thing yeah. my only concern with Prophecy is because it's like you know you're getting into like real like Win ninety five, Win ninety eight. Like if 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 it'll run okay. I wouldn't be surprised if it ran on a uh, Glide emulator, like I use NGlide, right? Yep, which yep. I believe a, a lot of the GOG games come with, actually. Mm-hmm. And uh, for the most part, NGlide works great, so I'm not too worried about it. Um, I feel I feel like if you go into the, we we'd know if it didn't run very well. Yeah, yeah. I'm wondering. I don't even know if GOG, if their version of Wing Commander Four is the is it the CD-ROM version or the much ballyhoo to DVD version? Ooh. The DVD version? Ooh. <laughs> complete with, because I guess I had the CD-ROM version. C- complete with, uh, oh, I guess, no, that's, we, we don't need to talk about Privateer 2, but, you know, complete with, uh, with oh, interlaced oh, video. <laughs> oh, man, Privateer. No, we can talk about Privateer 2 because uh, it is a technically a Wing Commander game, I Technically, guess? though, I don't think it actually started life as a Wing Commander game. <laughs> No, it wasn't supposed to, but then they slapped the privateer name on it for I forget why. But that that's a great movie with a great cast. That's an uh, actually a, a, a honestly honestly got a terrible game. Yeah, it's <laughs> a, game it, is, it, it can't it literally can't be a worse game. Like I could can't think of a way they could have made it a worse game. But you got fucking uh, Christopher Walken and 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 oh god, the guy from from Hellboy. What's his name? Oh god. Um, oh. The actor. He was also an alien. Um, Bad with actor yeah. names. <laughs> I mean, Clive Owen. Well, yeah, Clive and, Owen. If, if that's who you we were thinking of, I was thinking of Clive Owen. No, no, no. That's not what I was thinking of. It was Clive Owen. You got uh, David Warner and and all these just amazing actors in this god awful game. Shit of a game. It's awful. It's I'm really sorry bad. for cursing. I. Oh my god. No, no, no. It's a bad yeah. game. It's I, it's it's fine. <laughs> But the nice thing about GOG is they have every Wing Commander game now that's been released for the PC. John Hurt is in Privateer 2. Yeah, John, John Hurt is in it. Jurgen uh, Proch now. So call back to, to, to the actual Wing Commander movie, Jurgen Proch now. Yep. Oh, my God. That's what I was trying to think of, John Hurt. Yeah, he's he's like one of the first characters you run into. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, a lot of people were in that game. And uh, it's kind of a shame because I kind of blame that game on kind of Killing the franchise. Yeah, because, you know, the movie may uh, was, have done badly, but, you know, the game, people still liked the games, and then this came out. Yeah. <laughs> well, but it also, like, it was really kind of a shame that the series died with Secret Ops. Yeah. Because Secret Ops was all right. It wasn't as good as, pro- as, as Prophecy, but, like, people were, like, losing interest in space games at that point with joysticks. Right. I think that, that was sort of the thing, too, so. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's kind of a shame, and that's we're going to talk about it. That's why so many people bought into Star Citizen. It's the the, the rebirth, I, and I mean, you know, as much yeah. as we malign Star Citizen, and you know, I malign it as much as anyone because you know I gave them sixty five bucks, and I don't think I'm ever going to see much out of it. But uh, one twenty one twenty five here, yeah, the freelancer package. So you know, I I do think that that did sort of kickstart. You know, to, to coin a term, kickstart. Uh, you know, a bit of this this rebirth between that and Elite Dangerous. Oh, it totally did. It totally did. People saw that and go, 
People actually do like space games. I've wanted a space game for years. I'm going to make a space game. And now, and, and now so, there's too many to count. <laughs> You're a very busy man. Amazing problem. Yeah. Which is an amazing problem to have. But um, but yeah, it's like people like Wing Commander didn't really get the ending it deserved in no. terms of not only story wise but as a game series. So a lot of people were hopeful that with um with uh, star citizen you get that mix of wing commander and freelancer mm-hmm. that ever that everyone wanted and who the fuck knows what it is now i mean nobody knows like all, kinda... all i wanted was squadron 42 that's all i wanted that's really all i wanted i wanted squadron 42 and freelancer yeah and you were that's that's how it was supposed to be initially it was supposed to be you did a military career then you retired and it was freelancer or privateer if you want to stick no, yeah, with it one way or the other whatever but and, one way or another and that would have been amazing now it's this thing and uh, people are going to hate me for saying this but they are probably never going to release a game no because they're making so so, they're making so much more money selling the dream of the than the actual game like (laughs) what was that thing that came out where you could buy all the ships how much was it okay it was a thousand dollars to just look at it (laughs) and then if you wanted it, it was twenty seven thousand dollars. I wish I had. To basically, I don't. I mean, I don't to, wish I had twenty seven thousand dollars to spend on mm, that. But I wish I had. I had enough money to con, to even have that enter the realm of like. Consider oh, that, it. That's that's. Yeah. I could afford that. That's feasible. <laughs> I I might want to do that. No, it's for ships that don't even have JPEGs yet. Like a running joke in uh, those of us who are feel maligned by Star Citizen or. We call these ships a lot of them JPEGs because they you can't even fly them right. in the alpha that's going on right now. So we just call them JPEGs. A lot of these ships don't even have that. <laughs> a lot of them are just con- a lot of them are just concept. And the thing is, I don't know if I don't think it started out this way, but I think because Chris Roberts is who he is, he doesn't know when to stop. Well, and, and that's and so what, like I said, money. like I said earlier, you know, he's yeah. he's the he's the publisher, right? So he's the one who's yeah. making the call of well, you know, because that that's what a Yes, you know, publishers, you know, and I understand in the world of indie and the world of Kickstarter and all this stuff, you don't need a publisher, but sometimes it's not bad to have a publisher because sometimes it's not bad to have a boss who says, hey, we control how much money you have and you need to release this. And I understand I'm a a software developer. Like it's what I do during the day, right? And I'm the kind of software developer that hates, I hate releasing stuff. I like working on stuff. (laughs) I like doing stuff. I like making new things. I hate releases because I bet releases are super stressful right it's like well now we're oh, gonna find sure. out what's really wrong with the thing and all the fun part is over and now we're gonna have to be chasing down stupid bugs and it's gonna suck exactly and clients are gonna be mad and blah 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 and so that's the part i hate so i understand if i was chris roberts and i was in charge i would never release a damn thing because i don't want to be i don't want that stress <laughs> but you have to well, not only that day. but not only that it's kind of like the george lucas problem like when he made the first three star wars movies he had especially for the first two people telling him no yeah like you can't do that, George. Like his wife, who was the editor, the studio people, uh, Lawrence Kasdan, who went on to write *Empire Strikes Back*. People would tell him, "No, you have to rein this in." Mm-hmm. And but with the pre with the prequels, oh my god, it's George like, Lucas. oh my god, George Lucas, yeah. I'll do whatever you want. I we can't say no to you. He needed no, he needed people to tell him no. And and Chris Roberts, I think, is the same way. He, like he's got all these people who are like, "Oh my god, it's Chris Roberts, Wing Commander," but like. His vision is gone, and I really don't think it started this way, but now it's gone off the rails. Yeah. But he can't admit it's gone off the rails. Well, no. So he is going. 
Yeah, you I know, mean, I think he's gonna pull. He's gonna pull a Molyneux, and and eventually it's all gonna implode, and he's gonna say, "I'm retiring from the games industry," and he's gonna maybe he'll disappear. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he won't. But but you know, this it's it's a fiasco now. I, I'd sort of say, and it's it's yeah. out of control, oh. and you know, there's no and and at this point, you know, like a lot of things, no matter what they release, it's it's, it's not, not gonna, gonna be enough. anything. Right? No, <laughs> like, it's not gonna be anywhere near what they promised, and. Like even if they ever do release it, it's going to be at a point where no one, either no one's going to care, it's not going to live up to anyone's expectations because I don't think at this point you can, mm-hmm. or it's going to crash and burn due to a lawsuit or something like this Crytek thing or whatever. Right. Where, um, where, like, because I don't know if you know Derek Smart, but Derek Smart has made it his side job <laughs> to uh, to point out everything wrong with the star citizen campaign. Yes. And I don't blame him because he's made his living in space games. And a lot of us worry that if star citizen crashes and burns, there goes, there goes the genre. Yeah. 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 There goes the genre for another 10, 15 years of dark times and only Russian games or whatever. Again. Um, <laughs> but, Cause you know, you, you know, you, you can say what you want about elite and that, you know, there's not much to do and it's just sort of big and empty and, and blah, 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 right. blah, blah. But they released a game. <laughs> yeah, they released a game and there's not a ton of a game to it, but they're working on it and you can actually play it and it's stable and you can fly around in it at least and do things. It's, it's, it's not what it could be yet, but I could see that it'll get there someday. Right. You know, but with, with star says, it's like, what do you do? Like, I think the moment I finally gave up on Star Citizen was when they released, they said they were going to do this, this camera thing. Do you remember this? Where Vaguely. it would follow your face. It would follow your face and it would match your facial expressions <laughs> in the game. I'm not even making this up. This is about a year ago oh, where man. you bought this special like $200 camera that was actually an RSI branded camera oh, um, that would actually mimic your face in the game like no just release the fucking i'm sorry <laughs> That's just release right. the damn game just release the game no, just and, and it, that's it, it like it's it's frustrating right because you know what it's you know so you know what it could be and you know yeah chris roberts has vision and he wants to do things and he makes things cinematic and you know and maybe the gameplay isn't necessarily the greatest thing on earth but you know if you hire the right people then that part can happen and you know all i want is 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 a a fun game that has a bunch of missions and that has some cool story and some characters that I care about. And then, you know, if I want to go off and have the freedom to do my own thing, a la privateer, freelancer, star Lancer, whatever you want to call it, then, you know, that's, that's cool too. And, but you know, just, I, I don't need, you know, a, a first person shooter and a racing yeah. sim no. and, oh, racing. you know, no, whatever no. other a weird fish tank, uh, yeah. a fish tank in my hangar. I don't need that. I'm glad you brought up Star Lancer because that's like kind of it's sort of Wing Command. It's very Wing Commandery. It's mm-hmm. almost like a successor to Wing Commander trying to start its own thing. It's really a shame it didn't go anywhere because it came out just at the wrong time. Just too late, you know. But just way too late. It came out in what 2002, I think, which is went after the genre was dead. Yeah, that was just two, 2002. So, was just like you know FPS land. <laughs> yeah, like. I think that and I War Two came out around the same time, and no one except me cared. Right. Um, but like Star Lancer, 
if folks, if you want a really great Wing Commander experience, but a little more modern, Starlancer is actually really great. It runs well on modern hardware. And did you know you could play the campaign full co-op with like four people? Wow, I did not know that. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that either until we were talking to one of the guys um, that worked on it. And so we tried it, and it worked. And it worked great. We cool. did it over Evolve, and it worked great. So it's you can't buy it anymore, sadly. It's not on GOG or anything. So find yourself an abandonware copy of Starlancer. Get it running. There you go. Get something like get something like Game Ranger or something, and do the campaign with some friends. We played through several missions with like three or four of us, and it was great. It's like X Wing versus Tie Fighter Wing Commander Edition. Oh my god! Yeah, and uh, yeah, that's another great game. Uh-huh. But um, but uh, yeah, it's it's kind of a shame that Wing Commander because there was supposed to be a privateer online. That never materialized. Which makes yeah, it makes total sense, right? Like that that's that's yeah. what that, that that's exactly. what an online world and a persistent economy and all that stuff like it's designed for a like, game like that. Like it's crazy to think that the most recent Wing Commander games are this arena Xbox game Buh. from like two thousand and six. I never played it. I never played it. But either. there was it also <laughs> there was also Wing Commander Prophecy on the Game Boy Advance. How does that work? It was weird. <laughs> it was because you're playing this game with a D-pad and you're like, what is this? I mean, I everyone knows once. how I feel about the SNES edition of Wing Commander 1. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, it was it was strange. That came out in 2003, I think. And that was just like, what is this? <laughs> this is really strange. So it's just kind of sad to think that those are the most modern Wing Commander games. And then you got the father of Wing Commander himself coming out in 2012 saying, I'm going to make a new one, but my own thing. And one's like, yeah, let's give you money. <sighs> and, then, and, 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 that's, the, and that's all that happened. I remember the controversy about look, the, that door that they installed at the offices. It was like this crazy oh, future God, door. Folks, <laughs> if you're not aware, if you're not aware, um, the, the people who are making Star Citizen have several offices. Uh, there's one here in California. There's one in England, and I think there's one in Austin. Yeah, Austin. I think that was probably the original one was in Austin. That was the first one. Yeah. And in Santa Monica, they, for their office, created a custom door that looks like a spaceship door. Probably cost thousands of dollars (laughs) to to not only make the door, but install it so it's it's motorized. It goes, it does that whole Star Trek thing. And it must have cost thousands of dollars. I'm like... That's not what I gave you money for, Chris. That was just, that, that was just like, oh, we, we sold like five ships this week. Let's let's make this door. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> yeah. And so, if you look at the original Kickstarter, which was in 2012, their original timeline was to release the game in 2014. Yeah, and it was supposed. It to, is, I remember it, it was supposed to run on like a, like I think it was supposed to run on the graphics card that I had at the time, which I think was like a GTX like 680 or something. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I'm still running the computer today, right now, that I bought to run Star Citizen. It's got a GTX 770 in it, mm-hmm. which is, to be honest, still a great card. Like I'm running Witcher 3 and uh, Inquisitor on it just fine. I'm going to upgrade this year finally. But um, I mean, the only reason I, I upgraded bought- was because I realized after after you and Baby was born, I wasn't going to have money anymore. So I did that. I, I built a new machine yeah, right just- before she was born. <laughs> build a new machine. It's going to last five ten years yep 
That's and my I old machine, my, my old 2009 rig is actually serving my nephew very well. He's playing Fortnite on it. And it's, you know, it's a, two, oh, yeah. it, it's a, it's an i7 from, you know, a 2009 era i7. It's got a, a GTX that's, 680 or 670 in it. And uh, uh, that's he exactly says it, what I have. Yeah. And he says it, it works. It works great for him. So I'm like, Hey, that's fine. I'm like, maybe I should have just kept I'm it. I'm actually, I'm actually running this thing right now on a i7 920 yeah. uh, from 2009. And I upgraded the graphics, I upgraded the RAM and everything, but it's still that computer. I put this computer together for Star Citizen Elite. Well, at least you now, can play Elite. Who the hell, yeah, but who the hell knows what we're going to be running Star Citizen on? If the, hol- ever, the holodeck or whatever. <laughs> I'll be honest, I haven't played it in two years. I Star haven't either. I haven't, I haven't I, played, I haven't played an out, I, I played a release, yeah, for, I don't even remember when it was. It was a long time ago. I'll be honest. I can't download it. I I can't. It's it stalls every time. Every time I try to download it, it stalls. And so someone wrote me. I wrote. I I talked about this on something a while back, and they're like, "Just turn off everything else that uses the internet and download it." I don't care about Star Citizen nearly enough to do that. I'm not. I'm not turning off Steam or whatever just so I can download a game that I'm probably going to find frustrating and annoying. Yeah, uh, not even a full game. Like, uh, yeah, it's uh, like no, uh, no, uh, an eighth of a game, maybe. There's more. There's more so, than enough, you know, games that are actually released <laughs> that we want to play. Right. But the thing about Wing Commander is, it came out at the right time. Yes. And it it really showed off the hardware that you could buy. Well, it's still well loved today. I mean, yeah, like I said, my my reverence for it has gone down a bit since actually returning to it. But I still, it still has a special place. It will always. Like, I don't know if I told you, but I'm going to get, um, I've got several tattoos planned mm-hmm. on my, to my wife's chagrin. On my right arm, I'm going to get the Free Space 2 symbol. Right. Very cool. Um, but on the left arm, I'm going to get the Confed symbol and the Interstellar symbol from Starflight. Nice. And um, probably, the em- probably the Empire symbol from TIE Fighter. Mm-hmm. Probably the Empire symbol from Elite. You know, that's going to be on the other arm. So... Wing Commander will always have an insanely special place in my heart, and it's still the series that a lot of people aspire to make their games to. Like, you know, I mean, Free Space 2 is my favorite game of all time, but it took a lot of what Wing Commander did right to make it special. Exactly, yeah. And, it's a, um, you know, it's built standing on the shoulders of giants, right? Exactly. And, and Wing Commander will always have that special place in a lot of our hearts, but I'm worried that Chris Roberts doing what he's doing now. If sour Star that Citizen, a little. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm worried about. If Star Citizen does end up crashing and burning, will it sour that for a lot of us? And I really hope it doesn't. I hope it doesn't. I mean, yeah, are- I, I think, you know, playing playing Wing Commander 2 and, and, you know, forcing myself, quote unquote, even though I, I enjoyed it, to play it all the way through. You know, there, there were times that there were some missions that I had, oh to my do God. Ten, I had to do some 10 times. I did. I won't lie. I don't know how you did that. I don't know how you have the patience for that. I couldn't do it. Dogged I, stubbornness. <laughs> like, I had a hard time going through Privateer. Privateer like, is, so Privateer is, is harder, oh I think. So Privateer has that it's crazy so ramp. Oh, my God. So does. Like, you get, you, you get a jump drive. Don't you don't even have to jump. You get a jump drive and all the ships are like 
are like, hey, we're going to throw the bigger shit at this guy now because he has a jump drive. Right, you're still in like and the like, Tarsus with like a little pop gun. Yeah, you're still in the Tarsus, <laughs> but you have a jump drive now. And it's like, oh shit, everyone's coming at me. Yeah, so like, the, the first primateer is, is like, totally that way. Oh my God. <laughs> but you know, I think that the story-based games tend, and, and you know, there are hard missions in Wing Commander 2, and I, I remember in your, your right. playthrough, that there was one... One of the early ones with Hobbs where you're in Rapier and the Rapier in Wing Commander 2 is just a, a garbagey ship. Like it's it's made, made of paper. And yeah, uh, oh my God. you know, there was a mission but, that you had trouble with that. Yeah, that was one of those ones. I think I did it five, six, seven times. Mm-hmm. And in one time I got lucky and I got through it. And, you know, I sort of yeah, did and, that because I said, no, I am I am doing a full playthrough of this game. I do not care. <laughs> I'm actually excited. I'm playing Wing Commander Armada next week. Armada is an interesting I, I one. Have, I've not played Armada in at least 20 years. Yeah, so I haven't played I'm, it since it originally came out. I remember having some fun with it, but you know, I, I don't remember it being like the most groundbreaking incredible game of all time, but it was an interesting no. take on things. And I think it may not hold up because it's it's sorta Yeah, I'm, kludgy, I'm thinking but, it's probably not gonna. But you know, I it was an interesting idea. Like Academy was just sort of it just seemed like a dumb money grab. But Oh my god, it was like our 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 next Wing Commander game isn't out yet. Here. Yeah. And Someone on Twitter, um, it might have been you, but I think it was, um, I forget who now. Uh, oh, it was the guy who helps run uh, the CIC. I oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Was it Ben Ben Lesnick, maybe? Yeah. Uh, but I was like, he was like, that's a, that was a, that's so a product of its time because people would like make missions and save them to floppies and trade them with each other. I'm like, I never did that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I, I did make, <laughs> I, I remember making missions like a few times and like, oh, um, but folks, the best thing about Academy is you get to bl- fly the broadsword as much as you as, fucking yeah, want. Whenever you want, you can fly a broadsword. Whenever you want, you can fly the goddamn broadsword, and it's the it's such a great thing to fly. Oh yeah, it's a cool ship. But I, I also remember at the time so I cool. I was freaked out because it didn't have afterburners, and I'm like, well, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to get away from stuff? And and you just it can You're just not. take such a damn beating. You're not supposed to get away. You just shoot at them until they go boom. Yeah, exactly. You know, you're not supposed to get away at all. It's not a turn and burn ship. It's a, oh yeah, come at me. I got three. I got three mass mass, mass drivers, drivers yeah. for your face. Boom for your face. No, it boom, was boom, great. Boom. It was great. Anyways, so, I guess we should sort of start, we should start wrapping things up. Yeah, yeah, but but folks, we we've talked. Uh, Oh, it's your show. You should wrap it up. I'm well, so hey. used to wrapping. You yeah, should exactly. wrap it up. No, either, either way. I mean, you know, we, we've definitely, we, we've gone through a good chunk of the series. And I, you know, I, when, right. when we have these sort of, whether it's, you know, the, the one other time I had a, a guest on and we talked about news or when we talk about the, you know, we do the hangouts, which, which I have to schedule probably in July at this point right. or whatever. I, mm. I, I don't love, you know, structure. And all that. I just like to, for us to, to grab a talk, topic and, and roll with it. And I think we did that. It's hard to stick to a structure. It's really hard. Like I try to with our podcast and mm-hmm. we never do. We never do. So I just have like bullet points of what we should talk about. Uh, but like what I was going to say is, folks, we, we've, we've maligned Wing Commander a little tiny bit. But if you've never played them and you have any kind of interest in space games, the next time they're on sale on GOG, you should pick them all up. Oh yeah, I mean like, they're they're incredible. Them. Like just to every me, one of them. Yeah, like Wing Commander is is by far my 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 favorite game series of all time. Yeah. I I would say, yeah. and you know, and and I think I I I know yours is 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 uh, Free Space Two, and I think the reason mine mm-hmm. is not Free Space Two is not because it's it's not as good of a game because I probably guarantee that it is a better game than all the Wing Commander games, but 
I never, I didn't play Free Space Two because I didn't really love Descent. And when mm, I saw and, and I saw Descent that's Free fair. Space, I'm like, oh, I don't really like Descent, so I never played them at the time. So yeah. I don't have that nostalgia factor. But they, I mean, they are it's, great yeah, games. Have you, played, have you played them since? Yes, I, them I since. have. I have, and okay. I, I need to Just play them. Sure. Yeah, and I need to play them more. The one thing Wing Commander does that Free Space doesn't is give you an emotional connection to the other pilots. Right. Um, because, I mean, the story in the Free Space games are great, and you really do get emotional because all these fucked up things happen. Yeah, and I think especially, in, especially in Free Space 2, but, even more so. Oh, my God. But in Wing Commander, it distills it down to your relationships with these individual pilots that have names and have histories. In Free Space, like, Oh, I lost Alpha 2. Oh, eh. well. That's all, that's all you knew him as, Alpha 2. It's like, oh, no, Alpha 2. I loved your pound cake. Now, I don't know. <laughs> like, who, who cares about Alpha 2? They, exactly. they were just a guy that took fire instead of you. Um, so that is the one failing I think the Free Space games have. Mm-hmm. Um, but they succeed in numerous other ways. But, yeah, folks, I think if you've not, never played these, it will give you an appreciation of how far we've come, not just in the 90s, because in the 90s, things moved so fast. Yeah. So fast, especially with hardware. You went from v- EGA to VGA to SVGA to 3D acceleration and multiple types of 3D acceleration just in the span of a decade. Hardware moved so much faster than it Right, and now it's totally different, right? So now, like you were just saying, like you can play most modern games at good settings on, on a computer that is 10 years old or almost 10 mm-hmm. years old. You know, like. Because we've, we've reached this level of graphics where it's like, you don't need the greatest, the, the latest and greatest to run things really well. Mm-hmm. But back then, like wind commander was the game that forced you to buy that new 486 yep. or that new, Pentium, you know? Yeah. Like I and played so- wind commander three on a, on a Pentium 200 and it didn't oh, run super yes. great. Honestly, <laughs> No, no, it probably didn't. I had to run it in um, VGA mode, and if I ran, I could run it in SVGA, but then I had this weird onboard sound thing, and I don't uh, know if it yeah, like yeah. shared DMA channels or something. But if I switched to SVGA, it would start the sound would start crackling. <laughs> oh god, I bet you, I bet you had shared a hardware like IRQ, yeah, some IO thing, yeah, an IRQ or yeah, a DMA or whatever. Oh my god, interrupt. Yeah, but I I was only able to play four, I think three or four after I got a Pentium two. I was able to play those on a on a SVGA. Yeah, because I um, skipped Pentium two. Looks- I went we went three eighty six. I can't remember exactly what to a four eighty six DX two sixty six, which was way mm. better than all my other friends four eighty six DX thirty threes. That was like the standard for like a whole year. I love that was my favorite <laughs> computer ever. Was that DX two sixty six? I love it. That was like the de facto, like, ooh, a D of forty six sixty six. That was like the big deal for like a whole year back then. Oh yeah. And then it was And then, and then it was DX four one hundred and then the Pentium. And I had a friend who had a Pentium ninety and it was the weird first generation of Pentiums that had like some like floating point math error in the processor. Ooh, so you could play so you could play pod. Yeah. A game that came with Pentiums. You could play pod. Yeah. It was the only, it's the only way you could play the, that one. Yeah, and then I upgraded <laughs> and then from there I upgraded to a Pentium two hundred and then I went all the way to a Pentium three. Oh yeah. And then a Pentium That's four. Right. And then I think we had two Pentium fours and then, yeah, you know, a core two and then, you know, now I7s and whatever. But that's sort of the world. So, so yeah, more complicated you know, now. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I think that's that, that, that's probably a good place to wrap things up unless you have any closing thoughts. I was just going to say, uh, if you haven't played these games, I was going to say play them to appreciate how far we've come. Yeah, Because absolutely. they're really 
they're one of the most important pieces of history of this genre. And they, they tell not only the stories that the games tell are, are great, but the story of watching hardware and software evolve over just the span of seven years, mm-hmm. which was when uh, Prophecy came out. It's just astounding. Yeah, from like, you know, you this know. this you know, sprite-based blobby ships to this, you know, to prophecy where you have like full nice, you know, DVD quality FMV mm-hmm. and you yeah. know, super smooth 3D accelerated graphics. Yeah. And, it's yeah. crazy. It was really it's, it really was like a a torch passing from, you know, the 2D it to really the 3D. Was. And in a it good really way, not in like, of its time. not yeah. not in sort of like the waning days of adventure games, where like, oh, let's make a 3D adventure game because 3D is the thing now. Where it was actually like a relevant, valid evolution. Yeah. I think that's very important. Exactly, exactly. Sweet. Uh, so, so yeah, folks, they're yeah. very important. So if I may plug, I was I was about to say, quick. Brian, where can where can we we check you out? Uh, the, 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 the place where everything starts is spacegamejunkie.com. From there, uh, you can find links to our Discord, our YouTube channel, uh, Twitch. We're mostly active on Discord and Facebook is where our most active communities are. Super, super but, active. Uh, <laughs> but the YouTube channel gets updated every week with a new game. We have a weekly podcast every week. We do a weekly stream on Thursday nights. We have a monthly uh, MMO stream that we do. So we're pretty active. So if you like space games at all, I invite you to come and join us. We have a very friendly community. Old and new, and, old uh, and new space games. Old and new. We we talk about old and new space games. I mean, I've talked about Space War <laughs> and uh, Starflight all the way up to the stuff of today. So we cover the whole gambit of computer space games, and we just love games in general. So uh, if you have any interest, please, I invite you to stop by. SpaceGameJunkie.com is where you'll find everything. Absolutely. And even outside of space games, I have a really great mech warrior conversations over on your discord and, oh, and a God. whole whack of other stuff. Oh, so we love, we, we love our mech games. Oh yeah. We love, we love the stompy stompy. <laughs> um, uh, if, if I, if I was independently wealthy, I'd start mech game junkie. Absolutely. That'd be like the number one thing I did. First thing was like new channel, mech game junkie. Go. Boom, We're going to play done. through every mech game ever. Yeah. Like starting I, with mech commander, oh, yeah. starting with mech warrior. The first one <laughs> oh, from yeah. dynamics in 1990. Or whatever. The Battle uh, Pod thing edition. <laughs> oh, God. I love those. <laughs> oh, my God. I only got to play. Do you ever get to play those? I never Real got quick, to play the, those. The, the actual battle. I got to do it once in like a Dave and Buster's out in Ontario, California. Wow. It was the most fucking amazing thing. <laughs> that like is the, awesome. The, gra- the graphics were like 98, 99 era. They mm-hmm. weren't that. The graphics weren't that great. But that you were in the fucking pod. Oh, that's amazing. Like, oh. Totally amazing. So amazing. So cool. Anyway, sorry. No, that's amazing. <laughs> no, I mean, hey, we can do well. My so I, I probably have to ping uh ping James from you know your co-host, because you know, my, my current uh playthrough is of Mech Warrior 2. And you know, if I yes. want to do one of these of Mech Warrior oh. 2, he's sort of he's Mech Man. So <laughs> Yeah. I mean I love mechs, but he is he spends he's much more he, he actually plays MechWarrior online and whatnot, which mm-hmm. I, I don't care for. But uh so yeah. We we love mechs and he's definitely the mech head. Yeah. Probably the biggest mech head in our group. So yeah, so, Space yeah, Gate Junkie, you can you can find Brian all over the place. I have a great time over him in, in, in his world and uh right. yeah, and of course you can find everything about this show, umbcast.com, blah blah blah, all the normal stuff. Uh you know, love I only show. I love only, show. Uh, thank you. I only aspire to put out as much content as uh as Space Game Junkie does, but uh you know, you can find some stuff. Well, like- I don't have a child, <laughs> you know. And she I has been sleep- she has been sleeping so. very very calmly Good this job. whole time. 
Good, Good job, job since and the smoke alarm here. Yeah, but, uh, so it all worked. No, out. I don't. I don't have. I don't have a kid, so like I'm <laughs> able to like set aside that time. If we ever get a kid, yeah, I'm gonna. That content frequency is gonna drop like a like a toilet through a floor. Yeah, temporarily um, for about for about a year, year and a half, and then yeah. you'll be able to get back yeah. on track. So that that's what happened with yeah, me. exactly. All right, so so that's yeah. that. Which Thanks everyone. Fun. Thanks Brian and uh, thank you. Yeah, I think you know. This this was this was super fun and uh you know I I'd, I'd love to so have you back. So much fun. Yeah. Oh yeah, next time you do a space game we'll have to talk again. Like, yes sir. Like like have you done the free space games yet? Last I, night? have you done I, those? I have, they're... but you know, I I've already done Wing Commander t- as well. So Wing Commander was the second episode of the show and you know, if if I decide right. to to play through free space or or do a space game roundup or something, then you will certainly be uh, be invited back. Yes. <laughs> awesome. That's awesome. Well, thank you for listening everyone. Bye-bye. Later, all. Bye. Battle control terminated. You've been listening to the Upper Memory Block Podcast with Joe Mastroianni. For more information on the podcast, visit umbcast.com. That's umbcast.com. Write to Joe today at podcast at umbcast.com. That's podcast at umbcast.com. So what shall it be? Do you join the unity or do you die here? Join.